When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com podcast, October 3rd edition, brought to you by DraftBeast.com, Onnit, and TrigTent.com. Go to Onnit on our podcast page, our newly revamped podcast page. I always tease these revamps, and they take a little while to get done, but they are revamped. Uh, Fightful.com slash podcasts, and you'll see uh, you're now able to sort the podcasts by day. We have everything easily uh, accessible for you there. Also, go there to that page. If you register at Fightful.com, you get early access to those Vince Russo and Matt Riddle shows. Uh, People keep asking, where'd they go? Where'd they go? They are up exclusively on Fightful.com for the first several days. Alex, did you see the story in which Vince Russo told on Friday? Mm, I missed it. I was... I was doing. Uh, I was DJing two weddings back to back, fourteen hours each day. So I missed a whole bunch over the weekend. <laughs> Alex, and, and by the way, we're joined by Trina at the Marky Smart again. I'll ask you both this: At what age or how far into your wrestling fandom, Alex, did you learn what the term kayfabe meant? Um, probably pretty far. Uh, as far as like, like what age? I think I probably was my late teens before I knew what kayfabe meant, but I knew that it was fake when I was like eight. Sure. So before, <laughs> yeah. before you ever made a dime in wrestling. Oh right? yes. Yes. <laughs> Trina, at what point did you learn? Probably way too late. I mean, same thing. I knew, I knew that it was fake for a long time and you know, that was, that was fine, but I probably didn't know the term kayfabe until I was like in my twenties, which is really bad. Again, before you made any money in wrestling, <laughs> yes. right? Mm-hmm. Dixie Carter apparently didn't learn the term until 2010, according to Vince Russo. He told this story on our podcast. She was walking up to a table, and Vince Ru- or uh, Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan were like, kayfabe, 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 uh, whenever <laughs> she came around. <laughs> and she called a bunch of producers like, can you believe they're kayfabe in me? How dare they? And Vince Russo was like, well, why didn't you call me directly? And the person who got the phone call said she called to ask what kayfabe meant. Oof. This is eight and a half or eight years into owning TNA or working with TNA. That story is up on Fightful.com. 
you guys can check that out. We have lots to talk about. Guys, I enjoyed Raw tonight. I usually tune into Raw about 45, 50 minutes late because Mike Straw is tweeting it. Alex, you are given the wonderful task of covering it. So outside of a few things, like covering the big stories of the show, I'm not needed that much. So I take that extra time. I watched it from 8 p.m. tonight. I had fun watching it. Uh, Trina, what, what did you think of the show as a whole? Three-hour show, mind you, so mm-hmm. the standard is probably a little lower. No, I thought it was really great. I mean, especially compared to last week. Um, you know, I, it sounds like somebody took my advice about putting the cruiserweights somewhere other than the third hour, so that was nice. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty entertaining. You have a uh, you had Eshin Kutcher and um, uh, Danny Masterson. I mean, there was just like a lot of stuff going on. They they made it an LA show, so it was definitely much better than last week. Alex, you covered the damn thing. What'd you think? Um, I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment at the end mm. of the show because the main event was so great. Mm. There, were, there were things in this show, particularly the beginning, that drove me nuts, like that mm. I just hated. And so, you know, there are things where, uh, I mean, I don't know if the positives outweigh the negatives, but is it better than last week? Oh, yeah. But it is trending in the right direction, but there's still some real big missteps they're doing with stuff. And it's, you know, it's, it's, there's no excuse for it, even if the main event is great. Uh, I, I need to mention before we go into Raw to in-depth, Alberto Del Rio, as it turns out, had a very good reason for missing his AAA booking. Well, if you consider getting stabbed multiple times a good excuse. Um it never stopped any of New Jack's opponents, which granted, he usually stabbed them mid-match. So maybe it would have. The, the poor guy was eating and just got st- stuck repeatedly over and over again. Missed his flight, uh, posted a lot of graphic photo or a couple of graphic photos uh, on his Instagram. They are on Fightful.com right now. So a lot of people, including AAA, jumping the gun, which to be fair to them, this is an issue they've had with him before. Alex, were you surprised? First off, how did you feel when you heard he no-showed? Then how did you feel when it was revealed that he was stabbed? Because I felt like trash for saying, well, no surprise that he no-showed. Right. I thought it was funny that there were two things going on yesterday. One, that apparently everyone swore that he was in Orlando and was going to you know, make his TNA debut at Bound for Glory. But he also no-showed this thing in uh, – uh, you know, from AAA. Uh, and I was like, was he jumping from AAA to, to TNA? Like, that doesn't seem like a wise uh, career move at this point. Uh, but yeah, I thought, oh man, Del Rio, like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? It, it just, it didn't, it felt like he was, he was, he, I want this, he's so talented. I want him to find a place where he can put down roots and really be great. And then when I heard about this, I was like, well, you know, maybe there's like there's this epidemic of wrestlers being stabbed. What with Jamie Noble, yeah, taking a few to the gut as well. So, uh, yeah, it was it's tragic, man. I'm 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 glad he made it out okay, like because that's no joke. Trina, we always hear about people saying uh, the, the old timers are like my car my car got keyed and they threw batteries at me. I don't want to hear that shit anymore. <laughs> These mans is getting stabbed. Jamie Noble <laughs> and Alberto Del Rio stabbings all over the place. Well, first off, we'll talk a little bit about the Jamie Noble thing. Mm-hmm. He's still living in a trailer park 10 years into WWE employment. 
which I thought was more of the story than anything. Nothing against that at all. I mean, I grew up in one, but you know, it's two guy, two wrestlers getting stabbed in one week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sucks. It's crazy, and I mean, I think we've forgotten uh, with all the awesome, crazy stuff that's been going on this year in 2016 with the cruiserweights and all these people coming in. Um, there was a time um, where there were a lot of fan incidents going on, people running into the ring and people going to the the, um, the development center. And it's just like people, there's not really much, much uh, security. And so it's like we had for a while like a rash of these things happening. And I really hope that this is not the beginning of something else um, but you know, these, they're, they're not just putting their lives on the line when they're in the ring. They're sort of putting their lives on the line all the time. Yeah. And it, it would appear that neither of these were wrestling fan incidents, but that just goes to show you, you never know who's carrying a shank. I mean, you don't want a Monica sell a situation in the WWE, especially consider there are a lot of people who consider this, who think this is all too real and a more power to them to think it's real. Just, just don't cross that line. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also scary because you've had you've had a rash of guys jumping the barricade recently. Mm-hmm. Like, if this is something that doesn't happen while Alberto Del Rio is having a meal, but instead happens in a wrestling ring, that's a completely different story. But we're not really that far off from that possibly happening. Alex, were you excited about Ashton Kutcher and Danny Masterson? I was. I was not. I was not one of the people who. Valderrama is too busy. Plugging skanks in Hollywood or something to, to make Topher, the appearance, I guess. Topher Grace apparently was booked. Yeah. Can you believe that? <laughs> Is he uh, – what What are they promoting? Is it like a new 70s show they, thing? No, 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 no. They have a show on Netflix. Oh. Netflix has so many original shows now that I can't – I don't even know all of them. So like, it, but they're not they're not promoting the good Netflix show. They're not saying, "Hey, go watch Luke Cage." They're saying, "Hey, watch our terrible half hour comedy show called <laughs> The Ranch." Apparently, and they would they, later in commentary they're doing all these things of like qualifying it, saying, "You know, it, it, if you live in the city, you probably won't like it," <laughs> which is like <laughs> most of the population yes. live in cities. So good, it's, that was really good for them to come out and say who should watch their show. But no. I was not excited about it. I'm not excited about Roman Reigns being a total prick all the time and being passed off as a baby face. Uh, Trina, if you were just some person just (laughs) running into Roman Reigns and watching him act, watching him behave, how would you feel about him? Yeah, he's pretty much an ass at this point. Um, you know, and it's, it's tough because he is good looking and I, I maybe have something against like really good looking guys, but I do assume that if a guy is really good looking, he's probably a douchebag. Um, so I mean, like if I, if I saw him on the street and, uh, or I saw him messing with somebody's, uh, wedding ceremony or, or wedding reception, I'd be like, yeah, that's exactly what I, I thought this good, good looking douche was going to do. So <laughs> Alex, um, Bruce said gets another shot. Why the hell is he getting another shot? Well, I mean, listen, turnabout's fair play. Why the hell did Roman Reigns get his shot? Because he asked for it. So, But didn't, didn't uh, Rusev already get one? He got one last uh, Monday. Right, but he didn't ask for it. He was just granted it. <laughs> now you get, you get one. You get to ask for one, and then you get it. But this is the whole thing. Um, yeah, they have another shot. Uh, they have another match against each other. But the whole thing was – it was – 
it's getting ridiculous the stuff that they're having Roman Reigns do and still uh, trying to pass him off as a babyface. He was just being just horribly sexist and insulting to Lana when Lana was coming in and trying to explain, like, I'm going to have a conversation with you. And he's basically like, shut up, little girl. Go and get your man so the big boys can have a talk. Like, it was really, really just borderline offensive. And mm-hmm. his smirk, as she, he was laughing at her when she was trying to tell him that she and Rusev are family, and he should respect that. If you talk about how much you love your family, why don't you respect mine? And he laughs at her. Like it's and and somehow we're supposed to still think this guy is the good guy. And it's it does I wonder what this what can this be attributed to? I'd love if they did a series about the creative meetings in WWE, a brutally honest one, man, it would I'm sure it would do great. Because I would love to see the reasoning behind this. Who thinks this is a good idea? I it's infuriating. <laughs> TJ Perkins versus Brian Kendrick happened. A lot of people confused, thought this was supposed to be a title match. They changed it. Not. They changed it. Yeah. Uh, was there any announcement that it was changed, Alex? Do you know? Yeah, they changed it on their website. They talked <laughs> about it last week. It's going to be a – they said, Brian Kendrick's going to get a title rematch next week on Raw. Then – I don't know, maybe it was Thursday, but it was definitely by over the weekend. They changed it on the website saying he's going to have another match to prove whether or not he should get a title rematch. And when you announce that, you announce that Brian Kendrick's going to win. Because as soon as it's a non-title match, then that's the only reason why you're going to do that. You're going to have the challenger win and prove himself because then they can say, oh, my God, the champion just tapped out. You know, and that's that's basically just constantly playing i think on a feed in michael cole's earpiece so um yeah it's yeah i mean it was a good match and i i like the pairing i like what they're Crowd doing was into it yeah no they, i i wonder if that's because tjp is a local boy but the crowd was well, they definitely were, they, were into, they were into all the cruiserweight stuff way more than last week way more than uh, last week trina you mentioned last week that they should put the cruiserweights maybe in the first hour uh, do you mm-hmm. think that was a good move this week Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, once they, you know, because especially after that, that Roman Rusev segment, which was a little cringeworthy at times, um, it was nice to, to get some levity with uh, the cruiserweights. And so I was really happy that they put them in the first hour. Um, you know, the, the thing about this match, though, is that I, I see sort of like a trend where they're, they're not really pushing TJ Perkins the way they would push a champion, per se, um, especially get, having him wrestle against Kendrick for like the second time. I think they're pushing other people probably even more um, than the way they're, they're pushing TJP because like, if you saw that the package with Rich Swan, I mean, I think, you know, we're going to presuppose here that people who watch the main roster maybe didn't watch the cruiserweight classic. So they don't have any prior information about TJ Perkins. Um, and if that's the case, they haven't really been, you know, they haven't been painting him as a strong champion. Um, you know, they keep putting Kendrick up there and then they, it's it's just a strange thing to me. Um, you know, I I know it, we were supposed to think that Kendrick was going to win any, anyway, but when I take the story as a whole, since T.J. Perkins won the championship, I don't think they've been selling him as a strong champion. Well, he got beat here. You beat the champion under three weeks after he won it. I didn't like that move, Alex, but uh, what did you think? Well, you know, I didn't like it either, but – it was kind of their own fault by announcing that it was going to be this 
non-title match, and they was going to whether or not they're going to prove that Kendrick is going to. They haven't built up anybody as a real challenger to him. He hasn't interacted with anyone else. So if mm-hmm. he beats Kendrick, Kendrick's buried. He's done. He he has no he has no use for you have no use for him, and he is really great at what he does. That thing where he he somehow bent. Perkins' hand back and forced his fingers into the turnbuckle and then stood on his wrist. I've never seen anything like that. Some of the stuff that he was doing in the CWC was like brilliant healing without like just 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 being a horrible person to his opponent. Working the fingers is, is horrifying. Yeah, that's bad. Bad news. So I, I really love that, that he's got this thing of like, I will literally do everything I can to beat you. And I don't care if it makes me into a horrible person. I'm going to do that. Uh, I like what, what, what they're doing with Kendrick, but there's not – in order to get to a point where I think they want to put the belt on Kendrick, they got to figure out a ways, ways of putting that there. But uh, I don't think TJP was, was their, their original plan in any way for the, for, for the cruiserweight belt. And I think that once they couldn't sign Ibushi or Sabre, they kind of had to rewrite stuff. In a, um, yeah, I mean, uh, the, the cruiserweight p- picture is kind of a jumble. It's like TJP, Kendrick, and then a bunch of other guys. We don't really know what we're doing with them yet. So, um, as Trina said, we know more about we know more about Rich Swan than we do do about TJP. What's wrong with having TJP go out there and say, I mean, TNA is not competition. You can refer to them at this point. You can say, I was in this other company. They didn't see what I was worth. They literally told me to get out people who work backstage for them. So I did, and I made something of myself. That's a whole lot better than, than having him with the, uh, it's. I, I agree, but they haven't mentioned that AJ Styles was in TNA. Mm. Like, like That's a good point. I, I mean, I, I, I agree with you, and I think that they are not a competition. And, and anyone who, whose name isn't Vince McMahon would see that they're not competition. Cool. But he's, you know. He's already out accomplished what he accomplished in his sure. 10, 11 years of DNA. And mm-hmm. you know, that's just because of his one title run. Well, Seth Rollins. Sorry about that, Trina. No, it's okay. I, I think um, one thing that's interesting is that like, I feel like TJ just came out of nowhere because if you ever watch like any of those reality shows, like American Idol or anything like that, they'll focus on certain people and you get the feeling, okay, this person's going to be in the top three or this person's going to win. And so we had a lot of good stories that came out of the, the Cruiserweight Classic, Johnny Gargano and Chiampa, um, please sign Cedric. I mean, come on. There were so many other people, I think, who, who they could have put that belt on and had a pre-existing story that they could have just moved on to Raw and it would have been a lot easier. We had the newest Braun Strowman squash. Alex, you have had the utter joy of covering every single one of every these. Single one of them. Yeah. Every single one. It seems <laughs> as if he's settled for a power slam as his finish. <laughs> yeah. He can move for a big guy. He really I'll can. Give him that. Yeah. And like I said, it was so funny around the Royal Rumble. He would he kept doing that that spot, like even after the Royal Rumble, where he'd tumble over the top, because you could tell he was like at the performance center practicing getting eliminated for weeks, and he did it really well. So he's growing on me a little bit. But but what did you think of this and the, the subsequent promo where he tells Mick Foley, "If you don't get me more competition, there might not be another net, or there might not be a next week." I just love the idea of that. If you take it out to its full extreme that Braun Strowman believes he could just end the world. Like, there is no next week for anyone. 
And like, I, I believe it. Uh, the, the thing, he's a better promo than, than half the guys on the roster, just in that small, quick thing, which is great. The fact that you have a giant guy who could talk a little bit, you could really use him for something that's not squashing dudes named Chase Silver. Hey, you know what helps? He hasn't lost. You believe yep. it. Yeah. So you believe it in that yeah. spectrum. Yeah. That goes a long way. Trina, this was very 1980s to me, mm. and I liked it. I, I really enjoyed it. But at what point do you think Braun Strowman does stop getting fed jobbers? Do you think this is the turning point? No, I don't think so. Uh, you know, I think people are enjoying this. I, I think this um, – we've talked about this a little bit on our, our podcast, Last Mark Standing, but it's, it's like the revolution of the jobbers. Um, you know, we're, we're getting jobbers almost every week. Um, I think – was the tag team match I think tonight was also a, with a bunch of jobbers. And so I think, I don't think this is slowing down anytime soon. Um, I don't think they have a clear picture of what they want to do with Braun Strowman yet. So I think we might be seeing jobbers until they, they can figure that out. I think one of the, the important things to remember is that there's a lot of new signings that have been rumored um, for 2017. So I think once we get a, a better picture of what the roster is going to look like, they might have a better picture of what Strowman's path might be and then somebody asked somebody asked if alex is covering total bellas no because that show might be interesting because (laughs) john cena and uh daniel bryan are on it i only want him to cover it if he completely trolls it now what he (laughs) might cover is the trailer of the bellas on hollywood medium that might be happening very soon alex yeah it might it might very well be i like how you say no 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 he can't cover that because that might be good That's the kind of assignments I get around here. I, can't, I only cover the crap. I don't cover. You make them good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You make them good. You make people look. You make people interested in clicking on an article that's that is main event and superstars. Yeah, yeah I understand. People love the Hollywood medium where where yes. Dead Test was featured. <laughs> Oof. <sighs> I, no, I'm gonna loop. I'm gonna. No, I was, what was I, that? I was gonna say that uh, uh, I. Uh, I think this. I think this is the end of Strowman. I don't think and the Jobbers. I don't think they have this promo for nothing. I think that they move him on to something else. Uh, personally, I would love him to, to see have him have a set of matches because they're not going to use him apparently at Hell in a Cell. I have. A, I would love him to see have him fight Sami Zayn, and hmm. have have it be a Sami Zayn like underdog story against the ultimate guy who can crush people, and have Sami Zayn over a series of months finally overcome this giant guy. Have, have Strowman come out to the ring next week and say, I'll take on anybody in the back. And Sammy say, you know what? I'll do it and have him get creamed next week. And then That's the following week, mm-hmm. he, come, he comes out again and he, puts a, he, he keeps answering the bell and he keeps getting closer and closer to victory but never pulls it out until finally he does. And that cements... Sami Zayn is, is this guy we're all going to root for, and then you can move him on to something where there's a championship at stake. But I, I love that. I do too. I think I think it would be a great idea, perfect, a really good use of Braun Strowman, a really good use of of uh, of Sami Zayn. I think that we'll be. see you later. They're not doing anything with Sami Zayn right now. We'll go ahead and talk about that because I'm going to group a lot of the backstage segments in together. Sami Zayn beat Titus O'Neil pretty quickly. Titus O'Neil. So here, here's my problem with this segment. Titus O'Neil is 39. He is not good in the ring. He has shown nothing outside of being a mid-card tag team guy with Darren Young. That's, that's his ceiling. 
but he gets this new brand gimmick, which sucks for him, could be something for somebody else. If this were given to like maybe Apollo Crews and he was a total asshole about it, maybe it works. Maybe maybe it does. It ain't working with Titus O'Neil. It's not happening. Alex, your thought on this thoughts on this segment. Well, this we'll keep just, it pretty limited though. Yeah. This is so funny where where he comes out uh, and there's a little lower lower uh, picture in picture thing where he's got a new gimmick like it's the it's the Titus brand hashtag make it a win and he and I'm like oh, we're just giving up on the whole thing he was doing with Darren Young he had it, did it head. really say make it a win yeah make it a win oh so so that's a rib <laughs> on his NXT promo did you all ever see that I forget oh my I god he cut this horrible yeah he cut this horrible NXT promo you got to go watch it Alex I will, I will. where he's like. If you're going to make it a win, win and make it a win. <laughs> it was so bad. It was like a, so that's a, that's like even a bad better. college football coach or something, a terrible even, high school football coach. That's even better yeah, was, because they have him come out and give this thing. Like he's got the tightest brand and it's hashtag make it a win. And then he goes out, he throws Sammy all over the ring, and then in three moves he's out. <laughs> Yep. Like he, 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 had, he had 95% of the offense, and then Sami Zayn, a much smaller man, hits him with a clothesline, an exploder suplex, and a halluva kick, and it's over. So you've, you've given this guy a, some kind of new gimmick and a, and, a, and a picture-in-picture interview, and then it, nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing. Why, why even do that? Just have Trina, him out the job. Trina, are you buying stock in the new Titus brand? No, not at all. I, I actually, and I'm a big Sami Zayn man, and when uh, – when this match started, I tweeted out, I was like, oh, no, they're giving Sammy a Titus match. Like, what does this mean? Does this mean bottom of the barrel? Um, it, you know, it's too, it's too bad because obviously Titus is a, is a really nice guy, great ambassador for the WWE. Um, it's just nothing, nothing has seemed to fit. You know, it's like nothing has felt organic. Any of these gimmicks that they've given him in the, in the last year, which I think they've given him like three or four at this point, um, nothing seems to work, uh, which is too bad. But. I, yeah, what? he's just not good. He's not, he's not good. good. He'd be a great brand ambassador, mm-hmm. a fantastic brand ambassador. That's his limit. We got a lot of Jericho and Kevin Owens stuff, and Jericho, twenty years after he debuts on Nitro, is one of my favorite things on Raw. They they come out to the ring and they decide that they are going to challenge for the tag team titles. So that's great. Like a, a large portion of this show is dedicated to. Chris Jericho. Later, they, they have an interaction with New Day, which I thought was really good. Jericho keeps putting things on the list, and it got a reaction from the crowd. New Day knew how to play off of it. They they talked to – Kevin Owens said that New Day jumped the shark, in which New Day responded by saying that Kevin Owens hasn't jumped over anything in a long time. That was good, good stuff. <laughs> Backstage, Jericho gets into an altercation with Ashton Kutcher – and Danny Masterson, and finds a way to make it entertaining by the end by by showing up on one end of the camera, then rolling around to the other. Got got to see it. It was good stuff. <laughs> then they had a match. They had a tag team title match. New Day defeated Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho via a distraction from Seth Rollins. The most important thing of this night, guys, the captain of the New Day has returned to his team. They're going to ride unicorns and have a good old time. Trina, there was a lot of Jericho here, and Jericho at 45 has is more entertaining than I remember him being in a long time. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah. No, I mean, that was probably the best segment of the night for me. I mean, obviously, the, the interaction between New Day and, and Jera KO um, is always going to be gold. I mean, because everybody's great on the mic. What I took from this, though, especially uh, with KO and, and Jericho saying, let's, hey, like, why not? Let's do that. Let's go for the tag belts, is that um, I feel like Raw is sort of pushing a tag renaissance. Like, we have all these, like, sort of new tag teams suddenly. Um, Cesaro and Sheamus, and then now finally Jericho. And um, I think with the Dusty Rhodes Classic going on on NXT, I think we might we might see Raw as the brand that, that has the strong tag teams. I mean, that's the feeling that I got from tonight. Alex, your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I, the thing about me is I've, I've always – Really liked when the tag teams are tag teams and not two single stars jumbled together that they don't have anything to do with, with them as single stars. Like Cesaro and Sheamus, I'm done with completely forever. Uh, <laughs> I just I can't I can't anymore. Like we get it, you don't like each other. You don't have to show us three segments of you, including a match where you don't like each other. We understand you just fought seven. I'm times. ready. I'm ready for buddy cop stuff. I'm ready for buddy cop stuff where they're like I'm, doing unnecessary shoulder rolls backstage. <laughs> I want them to be, do anything except for mismatched tag team. Like, that's their whole thing, and I, I'm, I'm ready for that to go away. Then the thing that I love about it is that they also have Gallows Anderson have been running roughshod over the entire tag division. Can it continue? And no, they haven't. They've lost every title match they've had. They haven't been I wasn't even going to talk about anything. that shit. That was, I wasn't even going to bring up their match. It was inconsequential. It was Gallows and Anderson – won a match. There we go. They beat the Golden Truth, who should not be beating anybody. Right. There you go. Moving on. But, but the fact that they're, like, they're trying to push them as being this unstoppable force who we just saw, saw get stopped. Like, that doesn't... Yeah. It doesn't help. Yeah. It doesn't help. No, I mean, and that's what I'm saying. I feel, I feel like there was a, a sudden shift in priorities here with, like, tag teams. Like, suddenly the Golden Truth is back. Suddenly Gallows and Anderson are are awesome. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, at least they're trying to have your tag, tag renaissance. I don't know if it's being accomplished, but they're yeah. trying. As Jeff and I pointed out on the Tuesday show, we talked about how thin the SmackDown tag team division and the women's division looked uh, after the draft. And it couldn't be the more opposite than what we had anticipated. The SmackDown tag division is looking okay. The SmackDown's women division is, is looking really good. So I'm just waiting for Mick Foley to play the angry captain who just isn't happy with Cesaro and Sheamus' uh, wacky methods of foiling <laughs> opponents just like the Buddy Cop series. I'm so ready for it. it yeah, this Sheamus and Cesaro thing, they argued about, about uh, getting to the arena late. They beat a couple of jobbers who looked like, as I said on Twitter, the knockoff dollar store, dollar general store wrestling figures that you would see when you were a kid that like that, you know, you'd think maybe I'll buy those as jobber toys, but not like yeah. either way. What's the easiest choice you can make window instead of middle seat, picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket, outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Jericho's friggin' hilarious. Though. Right. That's yeah. the bottom line. Oh, yeah. Jericho's hilarious. That is, that is, that, yeah. I thought that their match with the New Day was was also fine. Afterwards, we had Seth Rollins pedigree, Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho took that pedigree really weird, like on his yeah. took it on his on one his knees. knees. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there is one thing worth mentioning in the Sheamus and Cesaro match. Trina, what in the hell was Cesaro thinking with that DDT? <laughs> oh, I don't know. You know, he lately he's not been great. I mean, that that dive. I don't know what's going on, and then. You know, the, the one thing that actually got me with that whole segment, um, I don't understand why Cesaro wasn't driving. Like, clearly he's the one who looks like the limo driver in all this. Why was he not the one driving the whole time? Well, if you were That's to listen what got to me. I was hung up on that. If you were to listen to our Friday host, Vince Russo, he would tell you that Sami Zayn should be driving at all points. <laughs> but, by the way, guys, Vince Russo calls me in the middle of this show. I don't know if he'll get mad telling me this. Or telling you all this <laughs> calls it. Let me let me check out the time. And I thought this was a, a decent show, which shows you Vince's disdain for this program. Nine thirty-eight p.m. So halfway through, and he goes, "Bro, I can't do it anymore. I can't do it anymore, bro." I'm like, "What? Like, is he quitting Fightful? No. He's like, I know I do a Raw review for you every week. <laughs> I write the Raw the Raw blog. <laughs> He's like, I can't do it anymore. Can you find me something else to write?" I know I'm contractually obligated. I know I work for you. I got to do it. But can you find me something else to write? Guys, I want you all to decide what else Vince Russo <laughs> should write each week. Total Bellas. So, yeah, exactly. You, you yeah. Yeah. Total Bellas. Exactly. That might be a great idea. <laughs> that might be awesome. Well, it's got listen, hot you, see, here's it's the got thing. Hot Alex, Alex doesn't care about our readers. He's covering his own ass right now. That's what Alex is doing. <laughs> Guys, leave comments on, on the, the Fightful.com podcast board or on our forums for that matter. Tell me what you want to see Vince Wright, whether it's about old stories. Maybe I can talk him into covering Total Bellas. He might like <laughs> it. He watches friggin' Teen Mom OG. So <laughs> maybe he'll like it. But, hey, you know what? If he has that much disdain for the show, I think that we could find something else from the right. By the way, guys, if you register at Fightful.com, absolutely free, you get early access to those Vince Russo shows, those Matt Riddle shows. A lot of you are like, where the hell did they go? I don't know where they are. They're on Fightful.com. That's where they are for the first three days. Go check them out there. Also, overhauling our forums, making a lot of visual changes. Make sure you share the pages on like Facebook, Facebook groups, Twitter, Reddit, all that good stuff. But yeah, let me know what you all want Vince to write. I think that that would be a fun exercise. Maybe a, a weekly column on something, obviously, which you also get registering at Fightful.com. <sighs> yeah, that was a fun phone call. I was like, uh-oh, what's going on? I was worried. The last phone call Vince and I had, we were in a heated argument. So 
I didn't know what was going on, but all all is well. I think Vince just doesn't doesn't seem to like Raw. <laughs> we had Shame or not Shame McMahon, Stephanie McMahon backstage with Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins went off on Stephanie, and Stephanie didn't get her heat back. Alex, what does this tell you? It, it tells me that Stephanie's going to pedigree Rollins and pin him in about thirty seconds next week. <laughs> right. She doesn't need to get her heat back now because, as you saw from her smirky face as he walked away, she's planning something big. We don't know what it is yet, but, oh, she's got something planned for Seth Rollins. Uh, it was a mental slap to the face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's, She was thinking about how awesome it's going to be when she slaps him in the future. That's what she was doing. And she, did, she couldn't help but smile because that's our Steph. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was just one of those things where, um, I don't, I, I like that she's completely given up on the whole, maybe I'm a baby face thing where she's like really just, just rolling right into Seth. Who is your baby face at this point? So right, exactly. now, now he's now, if she's, you know, railing into him, then she's got to be your heel. So there's no more of that. So, and, and good old Mick Foley just trying, like, you guys got to get on the same page. You're going to be great. I promise. You're going to be so good, Seamus Cesaro. And, like, so he's trying to give people motivational speeches, sounding like Matt Foley in the back. And, and, hmm. and you got her, like, just, just being evil. Where she, if she had a mustache, she would have been twirling it as, she, as Seth walked away. That's how evil she was trying to be. So, uh, obviously, this whole thing is coming to a – Mick versus Stephanie power struggle over which which one's going to win. And obviously that's going to be Stephanie. So like you you can book this whole thing like three or four months in advance just from the way that they're going to try and re-put everything together. Uh, I think it was really great how um, Daniel Bryan on Talking Smack last week said, uh, yeah, Shane and I weren't on the show this week because we didn't need to be. It's not, not about us all you, the time. You, you barely notice when Shane isn't there. Right, exactly. that's a good thing. Yeah, but the but the the overriding story usually is Stephanie and Mick Foley, and then everything else is kind of happening around them. Uh, yeah, if but you, not on if, SmackDown. I don't remember the last time Shane was on on the show, and that's okay. Like, I it may have been two weeks ago, it may have been two months ago. I don't. The remember. last time the last time I remember it thing. was when um was when Heath Slater signed his contract, which was after yeah. Backlash, which was a month so that's ago. Been a while. Trina, I have a great idea. Mm-hmm. A tie-in for WWE 2K17. Stephanie's in her office on the couch, and you just see a screen, and she's slapping the shit out of somebody. And you go over, and you see her on the couch, and she's like, got this evil smile. Get out of my ring! <laughs> or even better, if they ever do the VR, she's got like the headset on, and she's just slapping at slapping air. And she's like, Yeah! I would love it if she had if she had like a little whack a mole type like game in her office, and then like wrestlers' heads would just like pop up, and she just slap the crap out of them. That would be amazing. That would be great. That would be great. Someone make that right now. Oh, that would be awesome. Like I, there has to be like some kind of flash game that people can create where like different wrestlers pop up and you just click them and it slaps them. That would be good. <laughs> Rich Swan versus Tony Nese. Tony Nese is really good, but they need to not write for this guy. Holy shit, this inset promo was really wooden. Not yep. his fault, I would imagine, because like, didn't they? Who did they have him reference on this? Amber Rose. 
Amber Rose, that's who it was. Who gives a shit about Amber Rose? This is not 2013. So, but two, okay. But I, 2013 is, is like timely to these people. Right. And, yeah. and, I, and I sadly, I sadly, sadly think they, they referenced Amber Rose because of the connection um, between Amber Rose and Peter Rosenberg, who is now the host of WWE and ESPN's official podcast, um, because Peter Rosenberg will defend Amber Rose any second he's got. FYI. That's, that's a nice, uh, yeah. good spot there. Either way, Tony Nese looked really good in this match. What I want to know, though, Rich Swan did this double foot stomp to the back. How in the hell is that legal in Seth Rollins' curb stomp isn't, Trina? Mm. <laughs> well, because apparently um, he doesn't have a history of injuring people, and Bret Hart doesn't talk shit about him. So, well, I mean, <laughs> Seth Rollins never hurt anybody with the curb stomp. It's it's right. uh, it was ostensibly uh, taken out because it was a danger of concussion. Because that's not why. It was because they didn't mm. want kids googling curb stomp. Sure. Like yeah. And so they just change it. Change a damn name. I know, but they didn't. That was, they were so scared of it. So they're not calling whatever the hell Rich Schwann is doing a curb stomp, even though that's exactly what it is. It's a damn Humpty dance for all I care. (laughs) Right, and when when Rich Schwann does it, it's fun. You know, come on. It's fun. Everything he does is fun. That guy loves to have fun. (laughs) Charlotte versus Sasha Banks, main event spot on Monday Night Raw. That's awesome that they got this spot. Earlier in the night, we had... Charlotte encounter uh, uh, or no Sasha Banks backstage with Bailey. Sasha Banks very wooden in her delivery. They should have just had these two girls like legit speak to each other in front of a camera on a pre-tape and see what comes out, and then maybe edit that. But that'd be too easy. Mm. Bailey said that she had uh, Sasha's back. Later, we see Charlotte teasing Bailey. Then Dana teases Bailey. But it, I liked how this was set up because it was a way for Bailey to beat the hell out of Dana Brooke and keep her out of the match. Good. I like that. Cool. Alex, these two girls got the main event spot. Charlotte went banana, as Pat Patterson would say. She whipped out like a corkscrew moonsault. And a lot of people were like, oh, she didn't she did land it. Well, her elbow hit Sasha right square in the face. So get the hell over it. <sighs> This was a fun match. I mean, it, it wasn't the best match these two had, I don't think, but it was fine. And you, you got to believe that Charlotte probably wasn't planned on winning this title back if if Sasha would have emerged unscathed prior. Right. Um, my thing. I mean, here's the thing that I that I uh, I miss in almost all of wrestling is two rivals trading the belt. You know, like on any given night, one of them can be better than the other. And if they fight over and over again over a series of months, they're each going to get three title reigns. I think that's a really cool way of booking these two because they're very different from each other, but they're equals. And I think it'd be really cool to see them go. I don't wouldn't mind if Charlotte won at Hell in the Cell. And then a few weeks later, because the, I love the idea of Charlotte ke- keeping that undefeated streak in pay-per-views i do too so i would i wouldn't mind if like it'd be a big game of thing somehow sasha is able to win on raw but she's never able to get it done at the pay-per-views that's a storyline you can push um but i i love these two going back and forth um and, and really trading that thing 
the, the women's title, the raw women's title, uh, back and forth uh, because because I think they could do something really great with it. Trina, I'll ask you this because I know the response that some people will give to what Alex said. They'll say, well, it devalues the belt. Mm. The world championship and the Attitude Era didn't seem devalued. The show was good. The mm-hmm. people were over. It got traded around all the time then. Do you think that would devalue the belt, or do you think that's more of a matter of how they treat the division? No. So I – okay, first of all, Alex, I love that idea. Um, having been a fan for so long, that's, that's some good old-school booking. Um, you know, that's like Sean and Brett – just going back and forth. I love it. Um, I think devaluing the belt is is the common excuse that people give, but I think the reality is that um, this generation that watches WWE right now just doesn't have the attention span to to watch a year long feud and have the you know like to them they're just like oh well the belt means nothing. It's like no, if you go look at the older stuff, you know, see it switch hands like every other month and see how the value is actually increased. It's, you know, sadly, I think it's just the attention span, and I would love to see that happen. I, I love Alex's idea. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. The current, the current audience, the current generation, I don't think they could do it. Well, I, I, think, that, I think that if you, if you get it, if you did it to them with a bunch of different belts, yeah, it would be too much. But if you just said this was the only time we're going to do that kind of booking and really mm-hmm. focused on that and told the story about how they, they are equals and can, each one can beat each other on each night. And I'm not saying about, like, I'm not saying, like, spread the belt around to everybody. I don't think that you should give Dana a run with the belt or, or even <laughs> Bailey at this point. Just these two women. Either one of them should be Raw Women's Champion for the next year. And it's just the two of them back and forth. Maybe somebody else gets a match for it, but they never come. They never, they never win it. And I think it would be great to see who, who at the end um, is the one who actually comes out on top. Uh, because I I love the way these two go at it against each other. They they leave it all in the ring. I mean, she's pulling out corkscrew moonsaults off the top to the floor. You know, it's who knows what they do for an encore in a few months. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I thought this match was very good. I thought it was the right move to put it as a main event. You have to give the perception that these – women and their division do mean that much. And I think this was a good way to do it. The crowd was into it. The crowd was great all night, really. I thought this capped off a pretty good Raw, especially by by normal Raw standards. This was a fantastic Raw. There wasn't a lot. I mean, I I got a little bit of enjoyment out of almost everything on this show from some aspect. As it it stacks up to typical Raws, Alex, now we're we're talking about on a a real curve here. What do you think? Well, like I said, um, there were some things to really love and some things to, I don't hate, hate too strong a word, but I've, I've just really grown tired of the obvious outcomes to matches, um, which is the way it's, if you've watched enough wrestling, you, which you kind of have to, if you cover it the way I do (laughs) that, you know, that if you watch enough wrestling, you know, when, when A happens and then B happens, C is going to be the outcome. So it's kind of that kind of gets frustrating to me. And then also just the stuff that is utterly meaningless, you know, the promos that don't give us any new information. That whole interview uh, with with Michael Cole and Seth Rollins was meaningless. He gave us no new information. He thinks he's better than Kevin Owens and that Kevin Owens was handed the title and that Steph is in on it. Those are all three facts that we knew before the interview started. 
So why even have it? Have a have a match where it, it means something, where you're uh, for the number one contendership of something. I, I don't know, but like there was just too much stuff that was just filler, just straight filler. Guys, make sure you visit DraftBeast.com. DraftBeast takes your classic fantasy sports leagues and pairs it with cash contests to bring you the ultimate fantasy sports experience. It only takes two minutes to join. Deposit and claim your exclusive 100% bonus when you go there via Fightful.com. You'll see that promo section. Go there, check that out. Enter the one-day leagues and win real cash. Also, sign up for Communa, also under our promo section. And take part in their exciting online surveys and start earning rewards for your opinions. As soon as you register with Communa, activate your account and you'll earn 100 points towards a Best Buy gift card and other fantastic rewards. So check that out as well. Also, check out On It. You saw Bailey tonight. She was looking in shape. She threw Dana Brooke all around the place. She takes On It. She does. She loves it. Seth Rollins, pedigreeing people's asses through the floor. He takes on it. Cesaro leaping off of other humans and DDTing jobbers. If you want to do that, I'm you'll probably get arrested. But if you ran off of a car and DDTed someone into the, the cement, you could probably attribute that to on it. I think you could. Go to our podcast page, fightful.com slash podcast. Any of those pages, you'll see that big blue on it link. Check out their their great stuff over there. Uh, everything from Alpha Brain to their their great shirts to their kettlebells, all kinds of awesome stuff over there. We're going to talk a little bit about a Bound for Glory and answer a few questions uh, before we go. We've got about, nah, we got a little bit left. We'll answer some of these questions. I'm not going to make light of Del Rio's stabbing situation, guys. So, yeah, I'm not doing any of that. Somebody asked us to discuss the Great War. We will uh, shortly. Do I think that Total Bellas will end up pulling better ratings than Raw? No, not not a chance. We won't even address that either. <laughs> Our views on the latest announcements for teams in the Dusty Rhodes Classic. Only two more teams to be announced, with one being known via the tapings. Trina, it was rumored today that Roderick Strong, spoiler mm-hmm. alert, but if you've been online, you know, may be Austin Aries' teammate. They are former ROH World Tag Team Champions. What do you think about this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, all these announcements that come in uh, every day, especially with the Roderick Strong one, because I, I didn't know who it was going to be, and I got excited, and then you ended up tweeting me and telling me it was Roderick Strong. But what this is shaping up to be is, is um, you know, like the second, the second version of the Cruiserweight Classic. I mean, this is the, this is the excitement that I think it's building um, by, by putting these – these teams together, um, you know, because you have some established teams, people, you know, that you've seen together before, some people that you've never seen together before. Um, you know, for me, I have high hopes. I really feel like this could be just as good as, as the Cruiserweight Classic. And, and like I said, uh, maybe we'd come up with some good tag teams that could go up to the main roster at some point. Alex, your thoughts? Uh, I could not be more excited. There are a whole bunch of guys, a whole bunch of teams mm-hmm. that I think could go really far and that's great because not all of them can. There's like you have teams like you have the authors of pain, who are at this point just guys who just destroy everyone. Uh, and what happens when they come up against you know somebody like Hideo Itami and Kota Ibushi? You know what I mean? They're not going to run through those two, but they, I think they could win. I mean, what happens if somehow they wind up in the same bracket as the Revival? 
You know what I mean? I mean, is it going to be with one of the things where like they 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 eliminate both of each other because the fight is just too much, and then somebody gets a buy? Uh, they have a whole bunch of new guys who are debuting. Um, they have there's a team of I'm going to butcher this guy's last name, Nico Bogojevich or something, and Tucker Knight, who are touring uh, the NXT house shows as uh, the team of Heavy Machinery. And uh, I am a sucker for a great tag team name. Heavy Machinery is a great tag team name. So those guys are debuting. And there's other people like Riddick Moss and Tina Sabatelli are debuting. Like you're getting That's people out there and doing it. It's going to be terrible, but <laughs> I can't wait to see what they do with it. Oh, and my favorite thing is they have No Way Jose and Rich Swan oh, that, that are teaming <laughs> together. And I hope they, they make it permanent yeah. and call themselves Dance Dance Revolution. Man, I, I would like to see those two guys together. Somebody says, uh, is Roman Reigns being a dick WWE's attempt at making Roman a cool, edgy face? Maybe it is, but it's not working. Mm-hmm. Pretty terrible. Well, Somebody said – Go ahead, Trina. You know what's interesting is that I don't even know at this point if he's supposed to be a face. Like, what indications are we getting that that we're all supposed to still see him as a face? Well, see, the, the, the booking that they had right after WrestleMania gave me more mm-hmm. of an indication that he wasn't supposed to be a face. But now they, they've, kind of, they've kind of went back in that direction of like... Right. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Because well, I, I feel weird. like tonight... Tonight, it's like, you know, with Lana just being so sad and this is family. I mean, she, I, I don't know. If you, if, if you put this episode in a vacuum and showed this to somebody, I feel like everybody would just believe that, well, Rusev's the face and, and obviously Roman's the heel. Right. And I, I think yeah. that the problem is, is it's not in a vacuum. It's uh, uh, over the course of, of several decades of if you're foreign, you're the bad guy. And so that's just the way Vince believes. So the fact that Rusev is from Bulgaria, he could be from anywhere. He could be from Canada, and he's the bad guy because he's foreign. And it's going to get a bunch of the, the yahoos in the audience to chant USA, and, and that's it. And so the guy who's facing the foreigner is always going to be the baby face. We'll talk a little bit about Bound for Glory really quickly. Uh, people are asking our thoughts. We, we are limited on time. I'll run through and mention my thoughts as a whole. And uh, Alex, I don't know if you watched it. I know Trina watched it. Trina, was this like this is one of your first times really watching TNA, wasn't it? Um, so I watched uh, the very first delete, but, you know, oh, of course the you first did. one. <laughs> yeah, well, look, I, I bought into the hype. You know, part of the reason why I watched this TNA pay per view was because I thought, and I still don't know. You guys will probably know more than I do that this was the very last TNA pay per view ever. Might be. You know, so I. I was really thinking, okay, maybe they'll pull out all the stops. I mean, they were talking about like guest spots and celebrities and all these, you know, veterans coming back. And, and so I thought it was just going to be a giant shit show. And so I was, I kept tweeting. I was like, where are the shenanigans? I, I wanted shenanigans. And yeah. um, the, great, the Great War was fantastic. Um, but other than that, I was, I was a little bored. Yeah, uh, as was I. DJZ, Trevor Lee, an okay match, but they no sold two back-to-back suicide dives. Now, Usually I am in defense of the cruiserweight style. That is inexcusable. You can't do that because it, pardon my language, it fucks it up for everybody else. Everybody else. You can't do that. Eli Drake winning the bound for gold. Good. He's great. I love Eli Drake. He's entertaining. Moose over Mike Bennett. Sure, that's a guy they're going to build around. Aaron, Aaron Rex over Eddie Edwards. Big spoiler coming out of TNA Impact tapings. Turn the show off if you don't want to hear it. 
Eddie Edwards, new TNA champion, right after losing to Aaron Rex. Beat Bobby Lashley. I don't get it. I'll wait and see how it plays out. Either way, the Impact Grand Championship would be much better suited for New Japan Pro Wrestling because they have people that can work that style. Gail Kim over Maria. This was smoke and mirrors. Good for Gail Kim. I really think she is one of the all-time greats among female wrestlers. Doesn't get the credit she deserves. Sometimes she does. The Great War was awesome. Of course it was. It's the brainchild of Matt Hardy who is outstanding, and that entrance, oh, Jesus Christ, that entrance with Rebby playing the friggin' piano and Matt singing, or Jeff singing, it was good. Lashley and EC3, I was looking forward to it. Fine match. Thought that they they, they tried some stuff that didn't really work, but uh, two guys that are really at their best points right now, and TNA is very lucky to have them. Alex, did you even check out the show? Uh, I was not able to to uh, to watch the whole pay per view, but I did watch uh, mo- mo- most of the Great War, which was really the only thing I was interested in, in going into it anyway. Uh, and of course, it's just it's Matt Hardy being brilliant and them letting him do whatever he wants. Like he has complete creative control, and it's 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 amazing what you can do when you have these these creative guys who are also the performers and know what their limitations are, know where they want to go with their characters, and just letting him go it's amazing that's why i'm that's why i was really hoping that there was never going to be a thing where i was like well i guess we're gonna bring matt back to to wwe because i'll just start calling him you know demented matt and he'll say erase 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 i have some info on that wwe has absolutely sent out feelers to matt hardy and has been for months now not only do they want him back as a pro wrestler, apparently there there are some talks about maybe a creative thing in the future. Hmm. Matt has explicitly stated to me in previous interviews he is very interested in getting involved in creative, uh, whether regardless of the company. I have to say, good, very, very, very good. Because think think about this: he made it work as the Hardy Boys. He made version one work. His girlfriend screwed another guy and he turned it into the most over he has ever been. How the hell does that happen? Uh, He got uh, several years run out of that. He had that great feud with MVP where it was just them being competitive. And that was a lot of them from what I understand. He made big money Matt work, not only in Ring of Honor, but in TNA. Then he made this work. Not only did he make the broken thing work, he made it work as as a heel and now as a baby face. Not only that, he found a way to get his brother in on the on the thing too. Excellent. A great mind. Yeah. Trina, before we go, tell tell the people about the Last Mark Standing podcast, please. Yes. So the lastmarkstanding.com is where you can find our entire library of podcasts. Um, we do one every week. Uh, we're hoping to collaborate with a couple other people pretty soon. And we also have merch. So if you go to the website, we have some hats. Um, I'm going to be going to AAW in Chicago, so I'll be selling them there. Uh, but check out the website. It's got everything there for you guys. Lastmarkstanding.com. Alex, my friend, tell these people what you do at Fightful.com. Uh, I cover what is it exactly you do here. <laughs> I think sometimes I ask myself that same question. Uh, <laughs> uh, I cover um, live, raw, and Lucha Underground. And then I write these things that are which I call reaction pieces, uh, the uncooked raw reaction and the SmackDown react down. 
and uh, what is known as the Midweek Wrestling Wrap-Up, which covers NXT, Lucha Underground, and TNA, if I ever get around to watching it. And then, of course, what you brought me on here to begin with for Superstars and Main Event, which really, uh, from today, you know what happened to Superstars today? Uh, We had, had, uh, I think, Neville versus uh, Curtis Axel and Darren Young versus Jinder Mahal. So I'm going to watch those two barn burners and try and make some jokes about it. I'll say this, by the way. I think they're keeping Neville off TV intentionally. That way, whenever they need an ace, up, like, uh, something up their sleeve for the cruiserweight, he's just going to come out. You get a little pop. You do something there. Yeah, yeah guys, visit the site, Fightful.com. Hey, listen. Alex also is interim editor whenever I'm gone. So uh, – the more you visit the site, the more full-time positions open. Yeah. And then you know, Alex can be full-time. He can be a full-time editor if you all just visit the site repeatedly over and over again. Yeah. All day long. All day long. It's all day long. Don't sleep. Don't do that. Just refresh, refresh, refresh. I am the opposite of Matt Hardy. <laughs> That's our gimmick. Refresh. Return and refresh. Refresh, refresh. refresh. That's what we want. Guys, I am back tomorrow night after SmackDown with uh, Jeff Hawkins of Shake Them Ropes. Uh, Wednesday, I'm here with Showdown Joe. We're going to talk UFC 204, Michael Bisping, Dan Anderson for the title. Thursday afternoon with Matt Riddle. Register at Fightful.com to get early access to that. Friday, Vince Russo. Then Saturday after UFC 204, I'm here with Showdown Joe. Then Sunday, after the damn pay-per-view, I guess me and Alex are back for that too. I've d- Somebody said to me, and I quote, I hate it when people who write about wrestling say, I didn't know a pay-per-view was this weekend. And he said, fuck off with that. No, buddy, <laughs> you fuck off with that. Because I didn't know. I didn't know about Backlash. I didn't know about Clash of Champions. And I sure as hell didn't know about No Mercy. <laughs> but you, you do a lot now. Of stuff going on. You do now. You, hey, I knew a week ahead of time this time. Yep. So, you know, then the cycle starts all over again. 14 straight days of podcasts here at Fightful.com. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. I love each and every one of you. You're awesome. Send in your feedback on Twitter. What do you like about the site? What do you not like about the site? What kind of hat should should Alex wear next time? He's not eating one. No more than I can say for our former uh, Monday co-host. Sorry, Rob. Until next time, guys, we are out. Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers Stay Clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save big When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.